You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No. Happy Monday, everyone. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on mutinyradio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. And we have a bunch of comedians tonight who want to do jokes for you. New jokes, old jokes, things they want to practice, all that kind of stuff. Some of these comedians are so new that everything is new. (laughs) Uh, So we're excited to hear everybody what's going to happen. Your first comedian I have not seen. Oh, let me tell you how things work here at the Joke Workshop. The more you participate, the better the show is. If not, it's just me telling you what I think about your comedy, which is not necessarily helpful for anybody. Maybe it is. I don't know. But um, the more that you guys participate, the better the show will be. There are three microphones that are set up for you around the studio. One in the front on the right, one in the front on the left, and one back here hanging out the window. So take notes. Uh, that's great, and, you know, the more specific you can get on people, like saying, uh, uh, it was a really good set, and, you know, why? Why was it a really good set? You know, be specific. It's a workshop. Uh, just the more seriously you take it, the better show it'll be. Yay! Also, please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. With a real compliment, like one that was given to me on the other street the other day. Uh, on 6th Street, a questionably housed man said to me, uh, Hey, Milf, you've been living a long time to look 22. I was like, fuck, man, that is a good compliment. It's not catcalling when they're nice to you. Uh, so be nice and say nice things. And, you know, and if you, have, you can be critical, too. You know, just do something. Don't just sit there and wait for your jokes to go up. All right, you're first comedian. He might make you laugh, he might not. Either way, you can tell him why or why he didn't. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jesse Warren. Yeah, so so my mom thinks the strongest bond is between mother and child, which is cool, but she's never been an Asian guy uh, who knows another Asian guy who works out, which I think is the strongest bond between any two people. It's because we started in the same place and we all started getting picked on so the foundation of our bond is survival. That was that was the foundation of our bond. Whereas two white guys who work out, they're they're just trying to get a six pack or something. But we we did it to survive. Uh yeah, I I really wanna be a rapper. I don't think it's working out for me. So I'm gonna try stand up. I think they're kinda similar. But rap's cooler because you can you can be braggy and not just self-deprecating and vulnerable. There's no room for a uh, self-deprecating rapper. You can't be like, yo, I remember a time when I was still addicted to coke and dead broken. That was this morning. And can't do that. There's no market for it. Or if there is, Lil Dicky has it cornered. Uh... Yeah, I... There's also other cool stuff. So, like, when you're when you're rapping... You can be, when you're checking the microphone, you're like, yo, check 212. Whereas when you're doing stand-up, you're like, hey, is this thing even on, you guys? What's the deal with this microphone? And, and uh, in, in stand-up, it kind of looks like when you're holding the mic, you're sucking like a, you're blowing a short guy. 
But in rap, the way you hold the mic, it's like you're blowing a tall guy. Just like way better. Uh, what else is comparisons between those two? Uh, in in stand-up or in rap, people can just be like, yo, I fucked this girl. What? Whereas in, in, uh, in stand-up, people are like, what's the deal with dating apps, everybody? What? Do people meet in real life anymore? It's way less, way less fun. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Stand-up versus rap. Oh, uh, I told my friend that he's been, I was like, hey, man, you've been hanging out with your girlfriend a lot recently. And he goes, hey, man, she's not just my girlfriend. She's my best friend. And I hated that shit, man. I think that's that's cool that if you want your girlfriend to be really close, but but don't call her your best friend. He was like, well, I like her more, I love her more than I love any of my friends, so she's my best friend. Well, I, lo I love my parents more than I love any of my friends, but my mom and my dad are not my two best friends, mostly because I don't want my two best friends to be fucking each other. But but also just don't call your girlfriend that because they they should be in a separate category. They should just be totally separate things. You can. I don't like it. I know a lot of and it's also like this dude. He calls every one of his girlfriends his best friend, and he broke up. He's had like three girlfriends in the last year, which means he's had three best friends in the last year. That's this crazy way to handle your best friendship. <laughs> Jesus. You don't, it'd be like if I met a dude, if I just met a guy here, I, I called him my best friend a month after knowing him. Wouldn't that feel weird? No, I don't like it. Yeah, uh, I think people hold, people hold drinks, uh, non-alcoholic drinks when their parties just to seem interesting, even if they're not drinking, uh, which is cool. They're like, yeah, look at me, I'm, I'm social. They don't want to seem boring, uh, but... There are a lot of other ways you can use a hand to not seem boring, right? So I started just, when I'm not drinking, I started bringing a live squid in my pocket and just wearing it, holding it at party. All right, I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> Jesse Warren. You got comments and stuff? All right. Um... I would say, I mean, it's the rap, the rap versus stand-up one. You have a lot of examples. Uh, you probably don't need as many just because it's hard to like carry all those through. But obviously, you want to try all of them out here and see what see what works best. I feel like you might be better off uh, because I feel like there is some vulnerability in rap. So at least if you're sure. gonna do that example, I would try a stand-up who's being more braggadocious and okay. see and just see how that goes. Um, because when you were doing the rap example, I was like, I for sure heard rap songs about guys no, who are totally. addicted to I coke. No, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then for for the best friends one, that's good. Uh, a good response when he says, she's like my best friend, you can just be like, oh, you don't have any best friends. You know? <laughs> okay. I feel like that might be fun to work with. That's all I got. Okay. Thanks, man. I thought maybe if your raps rhymed, your first rap rhymed, and I was like, ooh, yeah. okay, he's actually rapping. And then it was, <laughs> the other one was like, I'm just gonna fuck bitches, or whatever yeah. you said that was like, I mean, I know it's that it's like, like rap-ish, but it maybe if it, they all rhymed. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. One, uh, one thing I noticed too is like the contrast between uh, rapping and comedy is that like, in rap, you can say anything you want as long as it, you know it rhymes, it flows, it's okay. But in comedy, everybody's like, "Oh, you really meant that? That came from you." Oh you yeah, know? So yeah, if you yeah, can make like that, yeah, that argument. Because I've definitely I've been like heckled before 
by girls who listen to the same exact music as I do. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. Just, just saying. Cool. I always like that first part of your bit, the first bit that you did, like at, like at the start of the set. That's my favorite thing that you do, I think. And you should open that up and like let that be. Yeah, I gotta work on it. Yeah, okay. that's just my favorite. Oh, cool. The Asian bonding thing. Yeah, because well, you're also you're Asian, so throw in something smart, like actually a covalent bond is the strongest bond that exists. But <laughs> this is when you open it up, it's always Asians better. It's pretty strong as well. Look at that! I got a laugh on yeah, that. Yeah. You can that's use funny. that. That's very funny. Um, the one where you say that your friend is saying his girlfriend's his best friend. Yeah. Maybe you could talk about how that confuses you now when guys say, you're my best friend, bro, and you're like, no homo, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. like okay, that. I like that, yeah. Or how you could say, like, yeah, I, my roommates are my best friends, but also my mom. It's confusing because I don't want to... F- and then you, s- you talk about that. It's right? just confusing me, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. Okay. Or you could just be... You could be more self deprecating about it and just be like, yeah, he always calls his girlfriend his best friend. He's never had a dog. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I've never had a dog. I can't really relate. All right, cool. All right, clap your hands again, everybody. Jesse Warren. I forgot to tell you guys, um, when I do this, that means you have a minute. So if, if you haven't been here before or if you forgot... That's what that weird clown sound is. Now that I finally finished the book, It, I'm like, now it's actually kind of creepy. Uh, but, but I'm not going to force a gangbang with six comedians, so I, I don't know what to tell you guys. That I, I have to do, I'm gonna have, if I'm going to understand the, the, the end of that book, I'm going to have to do a lot more coke. Just like this guy. No, that's a terrible segue. I'm just kidding. I don't know if this guy does coke or not. I actually have no idea. But I know that Stephen King did when he wrote it because, okay. Put up your hands together for your next comedian, John Gallagher. Guys, in Mutiny Radio, we all float. (laughs) All the cocaine floats into our noses. You know what I'm saying? Cocaine and an it reference. Check that out. Uh, Fuck, I can't even find the recorder on my phone. It's too late for that. Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm going to do some cocaine material. So that's a perfect segue, Pam. You nailed it. It's just in the air like some cocaine in my bloodstream. Uh, I was doing a, a lot of cocaine on my birthday week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I was doing a lot uh, at my house uh, with my roommate, Mr. Gettle, uh, who looks like he's cocaine as a person. Uh, that's cool. So I have the devil <laughs> whispering cocaine, nothing's to my ear. And uh, yeah, we, so we get a little crazy, and we live in this apartment in the Mission. It's generally just like a shithole, so you can kind of, we get free ring, because also our, our landlord's addicted to meth, so he just occasionally will show up because he's broke and crash on our couch, we're like, well, whatever, but we pay $200 a month to live in the mission, so fucking whatever, it's a sa- some cutty San Francisco deal, fucking whatever, he'll die eventually, and uh, as soon as we do that, so our landlord is a good guy, but he wakes up and he's looking at our kitchen, our kitchen's just covered in trash, and one of the paintings that's really terrible is off the wall, because... Last minute, we decided to take it off the wall because we needed a flat surface to do drugs off of. And he starts to freak out because he's like, guys, you weren't doing cocaine off this, were you? We're like, yeah, that's what we needed something. He's like, guys, this is an heirloom my grandmother left me. Could you please not do cocaine off my family heirlooms? <laughs> we're like, oh, God, sorry, man. He's, he's like, he's very upset. And then we just gave him a bump and he was fine. And that's how you... That's how you move on, because that's uh, the San Francisco rental agreement. Just he needs to make uh, an itemized list of things we can and cannot do drugs off of in the house, and then we'll be fine. 
And that's a weird rental agreement, you know? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen too often. But he is a, a giant piece of garbage. The thing is, we, we if this thing was nice, I don't think... Well, it's kind of I kind of go between because in my head, it was a shitty picture. It looks like something you get out of Goodwill. And even the article, it's in his family. It's like an article from 1920 from like a newspaper that has like grocery prices. And that's, it's, it's heirloom. It's a shitty heirloom, right? And I feel like get better heirlooms and I won't do drugs off them. And then I think again, it's like, if you had like a golden piano, I would do a lot of drugs off that. Like that's, if you had a better thing, I would do cocaine off that. That's the entire point of the drug. It makes your uh, dreams go higher, you know? I mean, it makes you shoot for the stars. Uh, so I, I also work, um, actually I'm going to talk about this. This is a weird segue, but I used to have a, a parrot growing up. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. Weird. All right. Uh, but he was like four. My he died when I was uh, when I was like in uh, what's it like college. But he was like 45 years old because they live forever. He's an African gray parrot, and so they spoke. And the thing is, we had a, a parrot and a cat, and the parrot was around first, but this thing could always talk, and it could imitate my family members. <laughs> Fuck, his, look at Zach. He's like, he looks like a parrot. No wonder, <laughs> no wonder me and Zach get along. He actually looks like a parrot. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but so the thing is, the parrot could mimic mimic voices perfectly, and so one of the things is the cat, you know, thought it was prey. You know, birds or cats eat birds, right? So it's following the thing around, stalking it in its cage, and so the the bird would listen in because my mom was very affectionate. So she'd go, "Here, kitty, 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 here, kitty, kitty," and the the birds are fucking smart as shit. So the thing is, the bird learned eventually how to mimic my mom's voice. And so when nobody was around, I caught this once because there was a time where I realized the bird wasn't fuck or the cat wasn't fucking with the bird anymore. And so the, I see the one time the cat came a little closer. I'm in the other room. And the kid's like stalking around the bottom of the cage, like trying to like bats paws at the bottom of the cage. And I see the bird come up nice and close to it and just go, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And my mom's voice like perfectly. And the cat just goes, whoa, what the fuck? Like the exact same reaction I would have if like a porterhouse steak started talking to me, like, come here, John, like in my grandma's voice, like, don't you want to put me in your mouth? And like, oh, okay, I'm a vegan now. I'm sorry, fuck. All right, done, bite. Hilarious stuff from John Gallagher. Comments about how funny it was. I love that thing about the doing the t- off the china, off the, the heirloom. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it was, well, it's all real and probably sad. You should see, like, real audiences are like, oh, my God, you're a fucking monster. I was like, well, not, agree- not disagreeing necessarily. <laughs> That's not a thing you should have to talk about. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Allison Hooker's jumping up. Is there something on this heirloom that gives you like an extra bump, like some asbestos or like? Oh, I don't think so. Grandma's, maybe like the grandma did drugs, different drugs off of oh. that mirror, like that were oh, back in the cool. day. Maybe like just some like oaky dust of sadness. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like there's residue of something that was done at that time off the mirror. Yeah, that's maybe ectoplasm. <laughs> well, and, and old-timey people used to do tons of cocaine. Like, yeah, they look loved at, it. Like Freud or whatever, all those mm-hmm. guys were just doing tons and tons of coke. That's true. Probably S- better coke than we have now, a little less cut. We'll see, yeah, yeah. maybe. So you should scrape in the corners of that thing, yeah, get the like, dust out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just start. Are you kidding me? You like line up your next line by getting Gosh. underneath all the corners of the mirror? Exactly, yeah. We just start doing the, the glue, holding that thing together, get real <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool, thanks, it was guys. great. Uh, wait, we got to tell more. Why? Why tell them more? Why it was great? The African gray thing was great. I was with you the whole time with the parrot. I, and it's I, that's really cool that you had a parrot too, just mm-hmm. on the thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. The story's great. No, oh, thanks, man. Oh, and maybe like what the cat did. Okay. Wait, the, the cat's reaction. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I went to it a little bit. Yeah, he just like was really, really shocked. <laughs> 
Well, the porterhouse steak thing, that that, that example is really great, that oh. if the porterhouse steak starts talking to you, because it's a very funny image. Oh, okay. So it were, that all worked. Thank what you. was the heirloom? Like, you uh, see you do it off a flat surface. Oh, so it was, you, well, like, no, so yeah, I said it a little bit, but it was basically they framed, like, a like a newspaper article from, like, the 30s that was just, like, like market prices out of a newspaper. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like a bad heirloom. Like why? <laughs> this looks like it came out of Goodwill. You do drugs off this. Like, <laughs> yeah, why? I mean, it's it's garbage. You get this thing in Goodwill. This fucking but, sucks. But also, when you were saying like cocaine makes your dreams come true, no. whatever you're like, those if those were the market prices now, like fuck yes, oh, you do yeah. a line and you're like yes. Oh, and, when, and, I, and I just three hundred grand. Well, exactly. And I just said that because like I was saying like if it was a better heirloom, I wouldn't do drugs off it. And I was like, that's not true. That's if not it was true. better, I definitely would. I still I would do more drugs off of it. And that that rule that rules that rolls into the idea of people doing coke with hundred dollar bills, mm-hmm. like instead of doing it with dollar bills. I don't know what the difference is or why it's fun to do it with a bigger bill. But I, think, was it, I thought it was less germs. That's we're really dishing out a lot of info for the NSA today. <laughs> That's a good point. This of a man with an accordion. <laughs> yeah. Let's clap for Don Gallagher! Yay! <laughs> it's really good. Uh, good news stuff. Yay! Yay! I don't. I, I don't. I don't do cocaine anymore. I can't. I'm too old. Uh, your next comedian, not that anybody ever asks me anymore. I just don't look like that person. I guess I look, I look, I smoke so much weed that I just don't, or maybe it's that I'm so hyper that you wouldn't actually want to give me cocaine. (laughs) That would be a really bad idea. Her head might explode. Your next comedian, um, his head explodes nightly. (laughs) I'm terrible. I'm terrible segues today. I was thinking about his dickhead that explodes nightly. Everybody put your hands together for Zach Wiseman. Hello. Hello, everybody. Who else is miserable here? Anybody miserable? Yeah. No? Yeah? Uh, fuck John. He's a liar. Don't <laughs> listen to John Gallagher. He's fat, bald, and lying. Um, I don't even think we should ask people how they're doing anymore. Because I think that's, uh, it's kind of, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're, we should ask people if they're doing things they care about. Because if you're doing things you care about, at some point you're going to be fucking miserable and there's nothing you can do about it. Because shit's hard. Uh, we should just ask people if they're doing shit they care about. Um, if you're not miserable at some point, you're fucking probably lying to yourself really well. I mean, you're really good at it, but you're doing it. Because shit's depressing, man. Like, it fucking, it really breaks my heart that, uh, one man in a hut can discover calculus, but it takes an infrastructure of people and mining fucking shit from the earth to sell hats. You know what I mean? You need the trucks to drive the hats and fuck them. It's ridiculous. It's horrible and sad. Or you can invent calculus and die alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking tragic. Uh, and uh, I'm miserable, and people fucking love it, man. I'll get up on stage and tell suicide jokes for like five minutes, and the whole time people are like, oh, man, that's, that's goddamn hilarious. And, you know, I thought I was the only one who was entertained by the thoughts of my own death, but fucking everybody loves it, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, I have the opposite thing of my shit doesn't stink. Like, my farts smell horrible, but only to me. Everybody else is like, what is that, lavender? I I can't even identify it, but I love it so much. I'm just like, yeah, dude, I live in it all the time. It just smells like lavender. (laughs) So that's where I'm at. (laughs) Uh, I forgot everything else I wanted to do. 
Mics sound good today. Is that just me? Yeah. Right? Real crisp. <laughs> I had someone uh, tell me one time, you know, maybe she just trusts people, but the whole time this person has just been lying to me. And I was like, what the fuck are you even doing right now? That's ridiculous. And you, you can't trust anybody. Everybody in here has had their parents use their own words against you for some kind of fucking, it, you know, that's ridiculous. How are you going to trust anybody? If your parents are going to be like, well, you did say, and they go, oh, fucking yeah, you got me. Okay, I'll go sit alone now. <laughs> uh, I think it's funny that uh, people try to get you to be honest, and then they, they penalize you for it. That's hilarious. That's one thing I try not to do. If somebody's being 100% honest with me, I try not to make them feel bad because then they're just going to lie to me next time, right? Why wouldn't you? It's, uh, you're penalizing them for trying to be a good person. Don't fucking do that, people. Is that funny? <laughs> uh, the ducks are after me. Okay, that's good. I'm good enough. After your ducks comment, though, I wish you would have said about the Tuesday ducks and the Sunday ducks. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to. Why not? It's uh, a, it, if you're tag, if you if you're gonna be crazy about the ducks, you might as well get crazy about the ducks, right? I don't know. <laughs> that's uh, fair. That's fair. Yeah, a lot of great stuff there. One question that I would have is the person who told you to just trust people who was lying. What were they lying to you about? A lot of things, a myriad of things. Might be interesting to explore. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, especially since you're such a freaky weirdo. Like, what 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 are the lies that matter to Zach Wiseman? I know, man. How could anybody possibly hurt your feelings by lying to you? Fuck you, John. <laughs> I want to hear more of this uh, lavender shenanigans. That was a lot of fun right there. Okay. You, you can go with some shit don't stink territory right there. Uh, there's some dating advantages. Uh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> right. Right. I, yeah. Fair. I, When you were talking about how parents usually use their kids' words against them, mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be funny if you had an example that was kind of ludicrous, like mature, like, uh, well, you did tell us if we refinanced, we would get, I don't even know what that means in okay. housing terms, but like, let's say you were six, then, and they were saying something ridiculous to you that you told them and they believed you. Okay, fair. No one's saying anything, so I'm going to say something for him. Hey, Zach Wiseman's going to be tomorrow, and you know about it, right? Are you going to do your extra time at Brainwash tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. So uh, tomorrow I'm running Brainwash, and um, I'm going to be testing out the diapers for the show that Zach Wiseman's going to be on this Friday. And you say, what does that mean, testing out the diapers? It means I bought um, adult diapers today. And the show on Friday that Zach has agreed to be in, because he's a dirt, wonderful dirtbag, one of my favorite ones in the whole comedy scene. We're all going to be wearing uh, Depends, and we're going to pee in it. We're going to drink tons. I'm going to buy tons of beer. We're going to drink a lot of it. And the goal is to not pee before your set. But the sets are going to be drawn by lottery. <laughs> and you're paired up with you're paired up with an audience member. So if you pee before your you pee before your set, then the audience member wins a prize. Which is, I'm going to have things other than drugs, but usually it's just drugs. I art too and stuff to give away. But uh, you could choose between the drugs or the art. Uh, otherwise, the comedian gets to choose between the drugs or the art, and I bet they're going to choose drugs. So come see Zach Wiseman tomorrow night at uh, Brainwash. He's going to be funny. I'm going to be wearing a diaper because I'm testing them for leakiness. But right now, clap for Zach Wiseman because we didn't before. Yay, Zach! Yay! 
and come see him come see him on Friday. But so Jonathan and I, Jonathan agreed to do it with me, right? So tomorrow at Brainwash where I drink all my free beer because I'm hosting and so I usually get blackout drunk, but I won't because I'll eat something. But anyway, I'm gonna <laughs> drink more than I usually do. But I'm gonna wear the diaper and I'm gonna see like if what happens if I drink a whole pitcher and hold it and hold it and hold it and then I pee. Is there any leakage? in front of people and is this are you worried about leakage why are you laughing i am excited for friday though because they have to drink four beers three beers in a shot or the optional fourth beer depending on what they want even though alcohol is less in there but it's going to make them more drunk i don't know it's going to be a crazy show all right your next comedian i don't think he'd ever agree to do something like this i think he has like pride and integrity put your hands together for joey avery Probably not, Pam. Right, you are. Um, one question. Is there a bounty on anyone who shits in it? There's, I didn't even think about poo. E, well, that's crazy. There's like only two options. <laughs> but I'm plying, I'm plying them with alcohol to make them pee. I just didn't think that anybody might actually poo. That's a good someone idea. Might we poo. Should, I yeah. should have an extra Give special Zach prize. Some coffee. If someone actually poos, that I'll have an extra. Sh- we'll, shit dribble down his atrophied quads. We'll call it the Joey Avery Prize. Perfect. Yeah, I got a bathroom laugh. Let's fucking go. Let's go. <laughs> He's shitting right now. Um, awesome. I uh, We live in interesting times. I feel like a lot of people are worried about young kids these days because they're growing up with social media. And I hear people talk about it and they're like, we're worried because all these kids, they grow up and their whole life is like, look at me. Look at me. I'm taking pictures. Look what I'm doing. Watch me. Watch me. And that concerns me, but it doesn't concern me as much as the kids who are like, yeah, fuck it. I'll watch. That's the kid that concerns me. He's like, nope, don't need to post, don't need to like, don't need to comment. I'm just here for all this delicious looking, all right? That's a creepy fucking kid. And their appetites are insatiable. They can get fed all the creepiness that they want, all right? And this is not new. There have been, like, peeping Toms forever. But, like, a peeping Tom right now, it's like to a creep, it's like an old sports car, you know? It's, it's like a real genuine one might appreciate the rush, but for everyone else, it's just too dangerous, you know? <laughs> just sit back and do it from home. Why risk it? Um... It's weird. I feel like we're all creeps. It's so like now I feel like we're all creepier. Like if you've ever Googled one of your friends, you're a fucking creep. Like that's just part of it, all right? Because if it was any other time period and you did that, that would have required like hiring a PI, all right? Going to like multiple libraries and digging up old reports. And now you just type it in so it feels fine. I uh I had to quit though. I had to quit because I had one bad experience. It made me feel real gross. I, I was I was searching my friend, and she models now. So I was like, oh, maybe like there's cool articles about what she's doing. The second article down on Google was this like exposed article with all these screenshots of her Instagram private messages where she'd been talking to a, like a prince from Dubai, and he got her to agree to fly out to Dubai to get waterboarded. What? How crazy is that shit? He was going to pay her tons of money to go out to Dubai and not do anything sexual except get waterboarded. Insane. In a drought, no less. All right? Fucking rude. So I like, I, I, I just had this weird realization where I was like, dude, people think white privilege is fucked up. 
Dubai privilege is a whole different party, all right? Living in a country where they're going to pay for a sexual experience where you can bring an American out and make them do something that Americans have done to less fortunate Middle Eastern countries. That's fucked up shit right there. And I feel somewhat complicit um, just for being here. Uh, what else? Yeah, I don't know. God, it'd be fun to be a single guy in Dubai, though, huh? Just fucking flying people out, making them do weird shit. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just an open music. It's fucking disgusting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, What else is I going to talk about? Um, oh, yeah, I feel like a lot of my friends, I, I have a lot of, like, single friends who like to go out to the clubs and like to, like to you know, try and have sex and I, I, th I think I think they don't give themselves enough credit is one thing I've noticed because I'll talk to them and I'll find out what they did that week and I find out that they went to the gym five days that week they got a haircut they spent a ton of money on new clothes they went to a club and paid too much to get in waited in a line spent too much money on drinks talked to a bunch of people who fucking suck and were annoying and then they finally get laid they call me up the next day and they're like dude I got lucky I'm like, luck? That's the hardest I've seen you work on anything in your entire life. If you put half that effort into anything else, you'd be wildly successful, all right? Take credit for that shit. You deserve it. Thank you, guys. I'm really not Joey Avery! Yay. And it's pretty fucking stellar. It's, like, hard to give him any tags. Oh, thank your, you. Your similes are really great. I think, like, could you have more similes? I yeah, don't know. Maybe. Oh, that's a nice hug back there. Awesome. I don't know. Maybe uh, with the waterboarding thing, I like. I think it's pretty solid. But like, maybe even like examine it a little bit more. Just play with it a little more. And see, like, what it would take you to fly out to Dubai <laughs> to get waterboarded? <laughs> yeah, the same amount of money she agreed to. Did it, was it a lot? Uh, yeah. I think it was like, it was like some like. Like eight thousand dollars in any car that she wanted. Whoa. Plus a car when she got back. She said, "Yeah, she said she wanted a G wagon." I don't think it ended up happening. I haven't followed up she with her. She only wanted a G wagon. <laughs> That's what she said. That's she was like, crazy. "Can I get one?" Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah." I don't know if it ended up happening. All that it showed was that she slugged, like she, to make like a quick thousand dollars, she took a bottle of water and just like took it to the face for him to watch on video. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, include that, include that, because I remember you saying that a while ago when you told that joke. This shit's so creepy. That's, that's yeah. Crazy. Uh, well, I didn't think there was anything in there that didn't work. I thought it was all really fun. Thank you. It's sort of what he was saying. I, there was a lot of unanswered questions in my mind about the waterboarding. Yeah. For me to like mentally move on. So I was wondering if you could like tell us more about like what in her life got so bad that like this was the best option for her career-wise. Or like, yeah. What? I don't know. And then you ended up by saying I feel complicit, and I assume that's because you're like enabling it via search results. But uh, yeah. Well, I didn't clarify that. I'm. I. I. That's it's too far of a jump, but what I was saying is like feel complicit just by being an American that like waterboarding is a uh, Middle Eastern fetish. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll make that make more clear. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you. All right. You can always just slow down. Yeah. Just slow down. Just keep it chill. You got, you got great rhythm. You already know how to fucking do it slow, and it's always funny when you just slow down. Cool. That's it. It's a good note. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Joey Avery, yay! 
He always has really good new jokes. And your next person, she's going to get up and do the, she's going to do her stuff too. Here we go, everybody. Put your hands together right now for Florentina Tanase. have to pee uh so somebody stopped me on the street recently and he told me that i have a face from uh, he said i have a look from a different time it's probably my point of view is from the 60s uh he said no uh and he said no you, you have a look from a different time like maybe from the oregon trail <laughs> i was like can you tell i have dysentery okay Never start with a poop joke. All right. Um, oh, yeah. I dated this guy uh, whose sperm wanted to unionize, but they couldn't come together. <laughs> by the end of it, let me see. Oh, yeah. By the end of it, they were drained. <laughs> Union jokes. Okay. Okay. Even though I grew up. Uh, in a communist country with a dictator. I still feel like I had a normal childhood like you guys, like oppressed. I see some Jews and women in the audience, so who could relate? <laughs> but I, even when I got in trouble, like I feel like my parents were fair. They gave me a chance to run because we use the belt in Romania. <laughs> you guys do too, but like for sexual stuff, so. We're not so different, you and I. Um, I think that IUDs are a catch-22. Like you get it, because you're a strong, independent woman who wants to have lots of unprotected sex. Like, slutty, independent woman. Like, why can't I just be myself? Uh, it's really fun, because in 2018, no, yeah, 2018, I think, uh, they're going to come out with the male birth control pill. Be excited. The reason it's taking so long is um, because it'll be hormone-free. What? Why would you want a product to be hormone-free? Why do you want to be in charge of your emotion, guys? It's, it's okay. And, uh, sorry. I'm okay, thank you. Uh, one thing, though, it's not going to be a pill. Um, it's actually going to be an injection inside your ugly balls. <laughs> you know a female scientist was behind that. <laughs> Should we make it chewable? Nah. <laughs> Get the needle. <laughs> Finally, equality uh, is just around the corner. Uh, the big difference between uh, the, f the birth control for females and males is that yours will probably be covered by health insurance. Uh, all right. So you know what I, what I find really weird is that women who shave off their eyebrows but then just go ahead and pencil it right back in, because they look really pissed, like someone just shaved off their eyebrows. You couldn't go with like strong, independent woman. You had to go with inquisitive and angry. I call it the rest in the resting question mark face. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Yay. I like your hormone-free rant. I 
I think you can. Pro- I like the idea behind. It. I think you can go farther, because they already have a hormone-free birth control for men. It's called a vasectomy. <laughs> They're actually reversible too. It's not a big deal. They can go in and get it any time, but they just don't want anybody touching their balls. But now they're going to have someone touch their balls with a needle? <laughs> Fuck that. That's never going to happen either. The point is, and men don't even want to use condoms. So no matter what, we're fucked, and we're going to be emotional, and they're going to have to fucking deal with us. My point is that you touched me on your rant, so I'm like, you, I think you can go farther with it. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm constantly annoyed by this topic, actually. And I think that it's not only like, oh, you guys don't want to get emotional, but like the fact that we obviously have to. Uh-huh. Like, we obviously have to get all these hormones put in us but them like no they're gonna wait till it comes out so like that's another reason why it's that's what we're waiting for yeah (laughs) men any thoughts waiting no waiting for them to come all the time yeah i think birth control is fine um (laughs) i i know i'm kidding i uh I think what you could explore with that further is obviously like the laugh is is really good, but like that is almost like the heart of the joke. And this isn't funny as much as the concept, but the reason that they have to wait for it to come out is because if there were any hormones in it, no guys would take it. Like even the guys that are like, I don't use condoms, like they just wouldn't do it. Um, And you obviously know that, but I think there's more to explore with that. Now here's the thing though, you know that uh, taking any kind of, um, what's it called? Steroids. Steroids or hom- hormones are the same thing. When you call something a steroid, it's because it's hormone therapy for your body in some way. So when guys take, guys take hormones all the fucking time, they just call it steroids. It's exactly the same. I guess change the name then, and then they're all okay with it. That but is funny. You'll, you'll take hormones to get sick biceps, but not to not have a kid that you won't take care of. <laughs> right, right? It's like... I won't take steroids. That shit gives you man boobs. Do you know that? But, but that's pets, because it has bro. hormones in it. That's yeah. because steroids are basically hormonal therapy. So when you say that, no steroids, no steroids for people playing baseball, and then we don't recognize that birth control for, for women is steroids. Like wow. giving, giving yeah, somebody... Yeah, mind-blowing. Right, I'm just sitting <laughs> so the ma- history So behind. maybe like the, the male birth control is really a steroid and will help you be better at sports. Yeah, <laughs> that would sell it. That would totally sell it. Now you can be on the marketing team. <laughs> okay, I like that idea of just make, uh, making it a brand issue as if it's that's a branding that was issue. really the, the issue. I thought you had a, a great, with that joke, I probably don't really need to change anything, but there's some great ideas. But uh, you've got a great branching off point to just fuck with a guy in the audience. Oh. You, know, you can just point right at that guy and be like, you know, you, you take a needle to your sack, you know, and just, just, and then, and okay. anyway, that's, that's my only Would you? No, okay. Uh, no. I would No, I, I would, no, I. <laughs> I'll just I want I'll just go celibate. Fuck it. I, right. <laughs> Needle to the sack versus celibate. He's taking the celibacy. That's amazing. Uh, I only I thought it was really good. Uh, and you and I have talked about the IUD thing before, but the I, I think structurally, the best part of that is the act out that you do. So maybe make that longer. Where you're like the woman, you're acting out the nurse, like, nah, get the needle. Oh, like, right, right. Okay. Um, and then so you say later um, that like, what was it? Shh. You said the only difference between that, uh, what a man and a woman's birth control is, that it's covered by health insurance. Uh-huh. I think it'd be funnier if you did like a rule of three thing with that. So like name two other okay. less, we like not annoying differences and then go into the insurance coverage thing. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe even fears because men are afraid to take it because they're afraid they'll get boobs. Women are afraid to take it because they're afraid they'll get fat. Or get fired. Or get fired. Wait, why? What? Because yeah. some... 
uh, religious employers will terminate you oh. if you I, what see there's a see there's it's it's a big rabbit hole it's a good yeah. one though right Thanks, guys. Yay! Birth control! Yeah! I have an IUD, and it's great. And I'm also not even a slut. It's amazing. I'm in a wonderful monogamous relationship. But they don't even really have to ask you that. Do they Do they ask you that? Like, are you in a monogamous relationship before you get your IUD? No, they don't. They just stick it in. They say, yeah, go hoard up, honey. You're in San Francisco. Get drunk. Uh, speaking of whores, your last, I mean, your next comedian, uh, her last name is synonymous with one, but I, I, I don't think she is, uh, or if she was, she'd be fucking too expensive for any of us. Put your hands together, everybody, for Allison Hooker! Thank you, Pam. I would give you a discount. For sure. So I went to a, a music festival the weekend before last. Wow, I'm talking to like three people. Amazing. So I went to a music festival the weekend before last, and um, there were no uh, dogs allowed unless they were service animals. So there were only like 110,000 dogs there. (laughs) Um, But at one point, I was walking down the street, and um, I saw this girl holding like this little tiny chihuahua. It was like the size of a half of a mouse. And its eyes were like bugging out and it was shivering all over, you know, and like couldn't help but shiver. And I was like, wow, that is literally the most helpless creature on planet Earth. And it's a service animal. I don't even know. <laughs> the irony. Um, it's like when we were little kids and our parents gave us hamsters. I don't know, did, did anyone have a hamster when they were younger, guys? Anyone in here? You did? Oh, a school hand? Oh, that is fucked up. Like, let's find the like most scared creature that wants to actually be in a dark hole and give it to a school. I mean, its entire life is just like, oh my God, no! You know? <laughs> just gets taken out of the cage, just terrified the entire time. I used to, oh my God, I loved my hamster. I was learning how to love something cute. I would kind of like squeeze it, you know? Fuck. You put it back in its cage and its entire life is just trying to chew its way out. It's so neurotic, you know, it's like I'm trying to chew its way out of its cage. Why do we do that? It's so fucked up. I have I mean my parents seem like reasonable people, but they for some reason gave me a hamster when I was little. Um, my parents also gave me a car. <laughs> they gave me a car when I was 30, which made me feel like a complete child. Uh, but I was going through a divorce. They felt really badly. They were like, uh, I have a car. <laughs> um, but they gave me their old hand-me-down car. Old hand-me-down car. I mean, it's a 2010 Audi, so it's fucking nice. But it's a lemon, and it has got all these problems with it. It's, like, really neurotic. Um, it thinks It's always telling me things are wrong with it. Like, it's always flashing that all the doors are open. I'm like, the doors are not open. We're good. You know, it's like, tells me that it's out of, out of fluids when it's not. It's completely fine. And the windows don't work. They just don't go down because the car's just like, no, we can't let the outside in. So the other day I was looking for a parking spot right around here in the mission and I was doing the whole thing, you know, signaling, okay, I'm pulling in here. I was waiting for this girl to drive by, you know, female drivers. She was driving me fucking crazy. So I'm I'm actually one of those really impatient drivers. So I was just like, go. I got all impatient with her. And she was like, oh, what, bitch? She rolled down her window. She's like, what did you just say to me? My windows don't work. So I opened my door and I was like, I was just saying, 
she thought I was like getting out of my car, ready to fight her. Oh my god! She sh- she opened the door. She's like, "Oh, bitch! Hell no!" She started undoing her seatbelt. Getting out. I was like, ah, "Oh my god!" I had to like close the door and drive away. So I was like, "This could, you know, this could be a big problem. I have really curly hair. The police might shoot me if they pull me over." You know what I'm saying? So I. I wanted to take my car in uh, to the mechanic, but it's terrifying taking a nice car to the mechanic. Like I had a shitty van for a while, the kind that had no power steering and it would only start with a jump. Um, and when I would take it to the mechanic, the mechanic, no matter what it needed, he'd be like, I don't know, it needs a new transmission, like 50 bucks. Cause he knew I wasn't gonna spend more money than that, you know? But taking an Audi in, it's terrifying. You know, like you eat a mint at the counter, they're like, oh, $100 there. <laughs> so. I, you know, I wore an outfit that, that best said, I might just suck your dick. <laughs> you know, my shirt with a bib. Um, and I cruise in there and I'm trying to make it seem like, you know, I'm so broke, I'm so broke, this and that, I'm complaining about the car. Trying to make it really clear that I don't have a lot of money, you know, but it didn't matter. He, he charged me like $1,000 just to diagnose it. He even put the blowjob on the invoice. <laughs> He charged me 250 bucks for the blowjob I gave him. I was so fucking frustrated. Anyways, you guys, thank you. Allison Hooker, everyone. Has a joke about being a hooker. Yay! Except the back charging. That's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> I know you like uh, actual criticism and like not bullshit. Uh, the only thing I could think of was um, the end of the hamster bed. Yeah. It's like a beautiful story, but it just like kind of walks off at the end, right? And I was just thinking, like, um, I don't know, like, like what was the like? There should be like a moral to the story or something. Like stuff dies, or like something. There should be a tag at the end of that, just like because it's such a pretty story, and then it just goes like, yep. And anyway. And the act out was really great too. You have tons of energy, and you were totally engaging, and your eyes got big and weird, and you were like all in our faces, and it was squeezing. It was really, it was really, really exemplary storytelling. But I agree with George that then you just finish. You kind of finish with the squeezing, and it's like you could have gone somewhere else. I guess maybe then they gave me a car, which is basically like a hamster because it's paranoid about the outside world. There you go. Well, it won't let you out. Yeah, just a button. Okay, cool. Thank you. And the, the thing about the, the, the story about the, the black lady in the thinking you're getting out and then with your hair, the curly hair, I mean, that's, that's a good, that's a really, that's a really great premise that you just have to sort of get the language right on to make it like a serious, like, that, that'll be like a, an applause break kind of thing. Oh, okay. It's cool. super racial and you're white. Like, when do you get the opportunity to be... You know, you're like, <laughs> it's actually, uh, this is, you get is, to be right be, on something, be right be, and it, land it, it. It might even like, <laughs> it might, uh, it might be too far, but I don't know if you te- dovetail it into a Black Lives Matter thing and be like, I have to support it now because people like, or something about like people can mistake you for being black, even though you have the white privilege with the nice car and the, <laughs> okay. like, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I'm just saying like, there could be a social commentary way you could go there that could be very funny or people could beat you up after the show i don't know (laughs) all right (laughs) i won't hold you responsible (laughs) sorry um the feedback i had well first of all i wasn't entirely sure i don't know if 
I think the neurotic car thing you can mine a lot more, and I thought your act out of the car was really funny. Okay. Uh, I wasn't quite sure why you put in the part about your parents giving you the car, that you're going through a divorce, because there wasn't, like, a punch at the end of that part of it. Okay, because I wouldn't buy an Audi. Like, I couldn't afford an Audi. So maybe you started the premise, like, I have a car that is, like, a complete misperception of my life or something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, I thought the the whole like invoice thing was really funny. The premise about how like you get charged for you take in an Audi. I thought that was really good. Cool. Thanks, Brooke. Poor, 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 poor Allison Hooker. I w- yeah, I wasn't sure. You know, when you you mentioned your parents giving you a car after the uh, divorce, I wasn't sure if there was an ending to that. Oh, I think I think I didn't say it. It was just okay. that the car is worth a lot more than my ex-husband, so it's kind of a come up. Oh, oh, got it. Yeah, okay, okay. there you go. Okay. Totally skip that, yeah. Yeah, that, okay, that, never mind. I was just, yeah, that's what I was going to suggest, that you compare the car to your husband, and but yeah. you're doing that. Sorry, I must have not heard it. No, I don't think I said it, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Thanks. Give it some context. All right, clap your hands together, everybody. Thank Allison you. Hooker! Yay. All right, you guys are in for a treat. Has anyone ever been to France? Raise your hands. Been to France, clap your hands. Clap your hands together. There you go. We've had some French people in the house. Well, you guys, you know what this sounds like, and you are in for a treat. Put your hands together for French accents. Hello, how are we doing? Nice to see you all tonight. All right. That's going to... There we go. All right. My name is French accent, and I will bet you did not expect this shit, did you? I'm like the invisible man having an orgasm. You did not see me coming. Unless you've seen my act before, in which case I'm like some hobo furiously masturbating in an alleyway. Pretty disgusting, but you're gonna watch. <laughs> you're the one who's gonna watch. All right. That, that was not what I expected, Oregon Trail. I did, not, I did not see that coming. I love the outfit, by the way. I have a sweater just like that. It's great. It's great. You're married, so we, neither of us get laid. It's great. It, it works out. Uh, uh, I was walking by a gutter and I saw an abandoned bike. It was an abortion. Thank you, Pam. Going down Market Street, I saw a billboard. It said, Art for AIDS. I said, That's not a very fair trade. <laughs> I'm always scared to do that one in San Francisco. I'm glad you like it. That's good. They, they like it more in Denver. All right. Um, I nearly got, we were talking about weird needles and cuts to the, we were talking about dick snipping earlier. You missed it. You missed it, uh, Storm. You'll, you'll get it later. But uh, I, uh, I almost got a vasectomy. I almost did. I was in the operating room when all of a sudden this big old Aunt Jemima lady came in and I got nervous. I said, uh, have you done this before? She said, honey, when I was in med school, they called me Urethra Franklin. <laughs> Long story short, I'm a monk. All right, thank you. I've been trying to figure out a pun for that for years, for years. I think that's the one I'm going with. What do you think about that uh, raspberry blue? We're good? All right, that's good. I like it, I like it. This, I, I'm working on crowd work. Don't be, I'm just, the first thing that comes to my mind, I'm popping it out there as quick as I can. Um, did anybody watch the debate on Monday? All right, yeah, I've got a theory about that. I think in the pre-show safety meeting, Hillary got an indica and Donald got a sativa. 
Seriously, did you see that? It was like Hillary the whole time. She was just like, I'm going to stick to my script and regurgitate the promises I can think of as loud as I can. And Trump's just like, listen, I've got, do you understand? I did a thing in New York one time. Great, 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 great streets in New York. I built some buildings on some streets. Built some buildings. You ever notice he's always got to tweak the invisible nipple? He's always tweaking the, in all right, this isn't a bit. I was just trying some random shit. Anyway, fuck that Monday debate. What a waste of time. What a waste of time. I had a girlfriend named Ruth, but then she broke up with me. So now I am ruthless. Oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's all right, though. As it says in the Bible, you reap what you sow. She hooked up with a guy named Doug. He broke up with her. Now that bitch is Douglas. <laughs> Joke is pointless. All right. If you had a stereo sound system possessed with an evil spirit that used the power of sonic vibration to manipulate an old school typewriter across the room and force that old school typewriter to draft legal documents, is that stereotyping? <laughs> oh, oh, he hit the wall. I thought somebody was taking a shit. Uh, uh, very good. Very good. Thank you for that. Thank you. I'm glad you like that. That's just a long stretch for a bad. Thank you, Allison. Very good. Very good. Uh, when I've got my hair short and my beard long, the girls are like, ooh, he's a lion. When I've got my beard short and my hair long, they're like, ooh, he's a tiger. But when I shave my head and my beard, they're like, oh, he's a potato. Wasn't dirty enough? What? All right. All right. I got it. I None of that cutesy shit in San Francisco like at the Bellarose Theater. Anybody done an open mic out there? Holy shit. Uh, I won't tell you about it. I want you to go there. It's like getting slapped for a shot. Uh, never mind. That's. Th I'm getting off. I'm not even. I'm just talking. What's What's your name? <laughs> Ashley. Nice to meet you. It's not really Storm. Is Where are you from, Ashley? Where did you say you were from? Oh, you got it out too quick there. All right. All right. All right. That's another another thing I was trying, just being obnoxious with it. That was the horn in the back. All right. I should probably make like a baby and head out. Uh, would you like to hear a song? Yeah. Once in old New Zealand, I played accordion. The locals did not like it, but the sheep would sing along. Ba, ba, ba. In New Zealand, I'm the sheep pied piper. Oh, yeah, ba, ba, ba. I nearly got shot by a local sniper. Oh, no, ba, ba. But the sheep sang a song through off his aim, and that saved me. Song the sheep sang went ba, 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 that was the black sheep. All right. My name is Franz Accent, a.k.a. Kevin Bennett. God bless you. Good night. I'll be accepting comments in character. Right. In character, French Accent, accepting comments. Merci All right. Everybody comes up to the... The macro, I don't know what microphone is. Either one will do for me. That was awesome. Uh, Merci. Okay. Well, there was, you know, when you were doing the lions and tigers, and it would have been, uh, you said potato, right? Yeah, I did. You could say like potato, oh my, because then it's like lions and tigers and bears, oh my. That's not a bad idea at all, actually. I like that. Thank like, you. It's a potato, and then I'll wait for the laugh. Oh my! All right, you got that. Moving on. Yeah. I also, like the the Trump bit. 
uh, the debate thing, I thought it was un- unnecessary only because you said it, you had to kind of get out of character just to do their voices. And I like yeah. just the continue, uh, like you continuing to do the. I agree. I, I didn't develop it. I was just like, I'm going to just try this shit tonight and see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to try this shit tonight and see what happens. That's all that was in my mind. That was mind. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you on that. You only have a short amount of time to do any political material that you have the opportunity to do. Yeah. So it's like, come do it here. Because it's <laughs> going to be dead. I mean, I mean, the, anything on the debate is going to be dead when the next debate comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. And anything on the election is going to be dead once the election comes out. So we have, like, just such a short window. I've got so window. few political jokes. I used to do a joke, uh, you ever notice you never see Hillary drink a glass of water? Uh, for good reason, the bitch would melt. Can't do it anymore because she, <laughs> she you know, she coughed her snot into the water Oh, right. Everybody yeah. saw that. So I can't do that joke anymore. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. All right. <laughs> Any other comments? You had a great set. You Merci always do. You really engage the audience and keep them right there with you, even when you're like being fucking weird. It's great. <laughs> well, it's because no one else is doing anything like what you're doing. So, well, you know, it's unique and fun to watch. Don't yeah. tell anybody, all right? Uh, <laughs> all right. Au revoir. Put your hands together. Brian Jackson. Also known as Kevin Bennett. Yay! So that's for the new people that just came. That's how the Joke Workshop works. Everybody who just came, and even if you're an audience member and you're not a comedian, don't worry. You can make go up and make comments if you feel like you want to say anything at all. You know, you being a real audience member and not a comedian is even more valuable than us being comedians because, you know, you're right, real, you're who we're performing to. All right, everybody. Um, every time she's here, I'm excited to see her, and I'm glad she came all the way down tonight. You guys are going to love her jokes. Put your hands together for Heidi Mueller! So this is the difference between a French person and a German. <laughs> Can see it right there. I admire you. So that's what uh, that's what the French are and the Germans are. I'm from originally from Germany, the land of the thinkers and Hitler. So I have never ever ever talked or heard more about Hitler than when I came to the United States. <laughs> Still goes on the fascination. They are almost trying to get another one. So um, I, w- I was, hey, did you see it rained in San Francisco? I had to, uh, I had to post it on Facebook just in case. So, but I just wanted to tell you that, you may have heard that, but can you imagine if a woman went up to the debate, and I do political stuff, so, and interrupted a guy 51 times, had five kids from three wives, in a, and brags about not paying taxes, do you think a woman would ever have the nerve to be able to be in a political debate? Not a chance. So we have a lot more to go here before we can be an asshole. Yeah. And I'm an atheist Clinton voter. I'm uh, attempting to be a political satirist. Yeah. If I uh, said that in Saudi Arabia, the game would be over. So I have no respect for sacred cows for pet beliefs or for treasured fairy tales. And let's talk about the sacred cows first. Uh, In India, these cows are so sacred that people are drinking the urine to heal themselves from cancer. In the United States, it's the highlight on the barbecue. The pigs are highlight from the barbecue, on the barbecue, and lightning will strike a Muslim or a Jewish household. And the big 
the big philosophical questions between two turkeys bef at, before Thanksgiving is, is there life after Thanksgiving? Yeah. So, and I'm a vegetarian. So, so then, then we were talking, I was listening to um, Make America Great Again. You know, I'm older. I, I was there. You know, <laughs> it's great. Now the TV dinners are organic. <laughs> White guys rule, the rich ones. And uh, there are three TV channels, maybe. Same shit. <laughs> and we have such a peaceful nation where we all get along so well that when these bad immigrants and refugees come with their hard work, it's really being threatened because we're singing Kumbaya all the time together. <laughs> Don't they know that the American dream is uh, shooting each other? I mean, I had the other day a friend of mine who is this really meek Chinese yeah, woman. She never says anything. Like, we got to protect the Second Amendment. <laughs> what the fuck, the Second Amendment? I didn't know she would know what amendment was. So, and Trump wants to build a wall still. I'm starting to think that maybe it is a good idea because, you know, in Germany the wall went down. I don't know if you, you guys follow international uh, elections. A fucking East Germans who should be happy like hell that they have anything voted right-wing fascist. What the fuck? <laughs> we should have left that wall there. <laughs> and, um, well, what the hell? That's how it is. I sure hope that um, my nightmare doesn't, nightmare doesn't come through. But we also have had our own, um, our own terrorists. You know that Osama bin Laden was on our side? They, he helped us get the Russians out of uh, Afghanistan. And when we wanted to go and give him the peace, the peace, um, what is it, award, the peace? The Nobel Peace Prize. That that is going to be the joke. <laughs> he had moved. He had moved. <laughs> but I I liked I liked you better. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just destroyed Heidi Mueller's joke. I am so sorry. But when you said that, I was like. I, I believe you because you're old, no offense or anything, but like everything that you say, I'm like, that's got to be truth, right? Like everything she's saying is absolutely truthful. So I was like totally with you and I'm flabbergasted at the concept, but a great concept. I mean, maybe just flip it so people like me don't yell it out because there's assholes like me in every single audience, right? They're going to be like, what? Uh, one other thing. You did the kumbaya thing, which was really funny, and you got a laugh on it, and then whatever you followed it up with, something about, like, we're Americans, we want our guns. I don't know, it's like um, kumbaya, maybe something that rhymes with kumbaya, like the three-word slogan, like, we used to sit around and be like, kumbaya, and now we're like, I'm gonna shoot you in the fucking face. That's too many, that's too many syllables again, but like... Something on that because you made it you made it kind of political and I feel like you can make it really funny. They're, they're giving suggestions yeah. Yeah. What, But she's she, where she went she said kumbaya and then now being an American. What's what was your line? No, he was talking to him. Oh, okay, okay. 
Uh, well, overall, I love your stuff, and you know that. Uh, I think that a lot of it, be- it's the tone of it sometimes is like very like, oh, wow, instead of <laughs> ha-ha. So I don't want you to get discouraged if like we're not immediately laughing at everything. But every point you made, I'm like, fuck yeah, Heidi. It's also really funny when you swear because like... I, I don't know if it's the foreigner thing or the fact that you're older, but every time I'm like, yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is the point you were trying to make with the Nobel Peace Prize, but were you saying that like Germans used to be so bad that like relatively Osama bin Laden deserves a peace prize? I'm confused. No, that was two different things. Okay. Uh, and the only other thing I was going to say is you have a really strong like set that you could do about how you could be like, you guys are so sick of hearing about walls. Think about what I feel like. Because you obviously grew up with the Berlin Wall. And like, so then you say like, maybe Trump's got something going on because we should have kept those East Germans out. Oh, build that wall, baby. Keep that wall. Yeah, and I think that bit you said like, you know, make America great again. Like I was there, you know, when it was, I think you should dig more into like that era and the things that like were going on, like, when America was great and ran over Germany, you know, the whole, all World War II stuff. I think that I think that's a gold mine there for America great again. <laughs> you know, thank you You might uh, you might use some more like German swear words and colloquialisms as well because it's very unique and it's very funny. Like if you just drop the Scheiße in there somewhere, I think you get laugh. I think <laughs> drop you would, a I, I'm like bah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, just nincompoop, uh, you know, or it's uh, just, I don't know German swear words. Liebe, yeah, but that's, that's like nice, isn't it? That's really nice. Um, I can think of what's, what's your favorite German swear word? A scheiser. A scheiser. Everybody loves to drop a scheiser. <laughs> they all sound like swear words in German. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the part, you know when you're talking about Hillary and if a woman did all that crazy stuff, she wouldn't even be at the debate. Uh, a lot, like, I agree with Brooke, a lot of the stuff you said sound, just sounded really true, and I, like, it was great to hear them, but there wasn't necessarily, like, a punch at the end, uh, but maybe you can have an example of somebody, like, imagine if Anna Nicole Smith was, like, there is, and then, I don't know, go into a bit of someone that's kind of relatable, that's kind of like Trump, but as a woman, uh, oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Just, just like another reality TV star. It's fine. Just whatever one you want. And, and I like I like that we're all singing Kumbaya together. Um, I think you can act it out a little bit more and then use an example. Like we're all singing Kumbaya together like when, I don't know, all, in all of the divides that we actually have. Does that make sense? Okay. Hooray, everybody. Clap your hands wildly for Heidi Mueller. Wall Street Dicks. Great stuff. Thought-provoking, smart jokes. Uh, we're going to the other end of the spectrum right now for our next comedian. <laughs> now I'm, I'm just, I'm working on my hosting today. You guys can all give me comments at the end and be like, "You fucking cunt! What are you saying about me?" Now uh, your next comedian, he's a great uh, stalwart here at the station. He runs my door for me a lot of times on Friday, and he's always here on Monday. And he really supports the station, and we love him so much. So we're going to support him with his comedy. Everybody, put your hands together for George Davis. <laughs> I eat up my fucking time. I hope you started my time when you started that song. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, I really do love to see you guys. Oh. 
<laughs> things I was just figuring out earlier, there was somebody talking about vasectomies and like how like effective they were and shit. And I was like, you know what's really fucked up is I got a buddy named Tom and he got a vasectomy and his wife had her like her fucking tubes tied and they still had a baby after 40, bro. <laughs> they like fucked their way into fucking having a baby, bro. And the little guy is the cutest little fucking thing. He's like five now. Anyway, I just say, you never like believe shit. When people like always say those fucking things, like blah, 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 blah. Like, well, that's bullshit, man, because it's just because you heard it, don't make it fucking real, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, what's that shit called? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, great minds think alike, right, right? But how's the whole fucking thing go, right? Because fools seldom disagree. Right? Because you're fucking dumb. Anyway. Another thing I learned tonight, quiero means the dog. That's pretty cool. Just like learning new languages and shit. Oh, okay. All right. Thing I've been like hearing on the news a lot lately. <laughs> like I, I, I like to read a lot of different type of news shit. Like, like I'll read like Wall Street Journal. I'll read like fucking New York Times. I read the fucking, uh, uh, what, what's her name? The HuffPo. I read HuffPo. I read like all kinds of shit. I read Slate, even though it's garbage now. It's like, I read like all kinds of shit, right? I read the National Enquirer just because it's fun. <laughs> right? But, like, one thing I've always noticed is, like, the younger writers, they'll call Donald Trump shit like a bully. And that, that's, that's not anything you call anybody you really don't like, all right? Right? Like, like what, what, what's it called, like, when you make somebody, like, blow you to keep their fucking job? Is that a bully? Is that, is that a, is he a fucking, that's a bully. What a bully. It just made me blow him, right? Is that a, is that a, is that date rape? Or just like, just regular rape? Right? Right? Because I know it ain't a fucking date. Right? <laughs> you know, come up and blow me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Because that's some Pol Pot shit. <laughs> That's like saying, like, Mussolini's a bully. No, no, no. Hiro, he, Hirohito's a fucking rapist psycho. Caesar's a dick. Tater. I can't imagine Drump prancing around the Oval Office, fucking Rubicron Cross, just like, hey, dudes. It's going to be in the White House. I can't imagine what that's going to look like. Oh, yeah, all right. If there's one thing that Republicans get right, it's that they don't act like a sociology professor and, like, look for, like, Clinton's microaggressions and call her a bully. They call her a cunt. You know what I mean? They're, like, they make shitloads of T-shirts, like, I will not vote for Monica Lewinsky's ex-boyfriend. That's a fucking T-shirt. Go fuck yourself. Good. You can go look these up. This is some no... Nope. That's a good shirt. I just, I'd buy that just anywhere. Just nope. Anyway. Oh, I like, this is my, this is actually my actual favorite one. On Wednesdays, we wear pantsuits. 
It's actually funny. If you sit and think about it, that's a funny part. Scumbag Clinton, laws are for little people. Oh, that's from Zazzle.com. That's the Zazzle.com line. And uh, Wicked Witch on the left. And uh, Clinton sucked this. All right, anyway. That's my little thing. Thanks. George Davis, yay! All right, comments on George's topical material. First, um, you mentioned the Inqui- National Enquirer. He actually was on the cover of the National Enquirer the other day. I saw it. I, I went and got um, something at the store, and I was like, Trump is on the National Enquirer? This is not possible, but it was. It really happened. So that you can use that because you even kind of went there. Thank you. The vasectomy joke, was that true that your friends actually had a baby? You could be like, he's so cute, but he like, maybe just say like he he was deformed and like there was knots on him because they, I don't know, that's, that's maybe stupid, but. He had knotty veins. Uh, yeah. Or something because they all, or maybe like uh, because he had, they had, uh, he had a vasectomy and she had her tubes tied, like maybe he, they, it just did a boomerang effect and it, it just went into the, anyway. Two negatives make a positive? Yeah, exactly. And also with with the Trump thing, like Trump is already so ridiculous. Like he's already doing s- stupid shit. So I, when you said like, oh, it, I, it's crazy to think of what how he would be in the White House. And then if you stop it there, like I feel like you should just paint a picture and make it really ridiculous if you're gonna go there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like just as g- weird and gross as you can get. Like there's a there's a quaalude tree in the backyard, and there's a chocolate milk. There's a new chocolate milk pond. Like. I, or what, like, ridiculous shit that he would, what, what, what I mean. Chop lines and do chicks. Yeah. Chop lines and shoot more chicks. <laughs> and he'd go somewhere and golf. He's like, he's like the middle management of life. He's the most worst part of your brain. He would definitely need a lot of wind dampeners for his hair. That would be some feature, something like that. Right, he, he outlaws fans from the... There are no more fans. There's no more even air conditioning. Like, there it goes through some kind of weird duct that makes the air Dude. not flow around so no one will... Anyway. He's immune to jokes. <laughs> a joke is like, it's immune to jokes. It's like, it, he's like joke-proof. <laughs> you can't be, like, funny when you're already funny. You know? <laughs> he's like, you just look at him and you're like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking funny, dog. Especially when you listen to him, like, live... I know we're all very scared, and if he's elected, I'm going to have to leave the country, and that makes us all very sad. I know all those people that vote for that dickhead. Anyway, come on. Let's get some more people. Yeah, clap for George. Yay! Yay! Patricio left with Mike Davis Jr., right? Patricia doesn't exist right now. Okay, good. That means that your next comedian does exist. She's uh, a lovely human being. She's just recently been on... Were you on the hell hat? I can't even remember. Everything just blends together. But uh, I remember laughing very hard when she was on stage. And you'll do the same right now. Put your hands together for Brooke Heineken. So I was very unsure if that was me. I've not been on hell hat recently. Um, exciting. I'm going to share this with you. And maybe you guys will be more excited than my coworkers were today. Uh, I discovered that I have a chain. I have like noticed a change in my body that I was very excited about at first, and that is that my uh, innie belly button has suddenly become an Audi, 
and I was very excited about that, but uh, then I later found out that means I probably have a hernia. <laughs> so I'm going to go to urgent care tomorrow and not stand up too straight, <laughs> uh, which is why I'm slouching. Uh, you don't want to see it unless you want to push it back in. Uh, it's, I have a really nasty scar from my appendix bursting, so I will, I will decline to show. Um, I'm really healthy, guys. <laughs> um, okay, so what I want to talk about tonight is I want to, I have this story that I want to make a bit, and I need some tags, and I need some help with the punchlines, so I'm testing them out on you tonight. So I want to like, tell the story about one night when I was leaving another esteemed club in the area, which was uh, the Purple Onion. I went outside to go hop on my bike like I do every night, and my bike was gone. And the U-lock was just lying on the ground, taunting me in a big frowny face, mm, uh, just cut and, and gone. And I, there's, when, you're, when your bike is stolen, I don't, I'm trying to think of something comparable, probably also when a car gets stolen, uh, you're just like, ah, oh well, <laughs> like there's nothing you can do. You can't chase the person down. And all I was thinking, like, I hope my bike's on some grand adventure right now. I hope it's going across the Golden Gate Bridge like I always told it we were gonna do. <laughs> but I know it's probably getting taken apart and sold for parts like the toys in Toy Story. <laughs> or the people in Hostel 2. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, so I had a friend of mine drive me, she offered to drive me home which was very nice, uh, while well, I just sort of sat and wondered what the fuck I was going to do without my bike. And I told her, you know, don't get off Market Street. I will just get out early and walk the remaining 10 minutes home through the Tenderloin, which was a brave choice for somebody with my luck already that night. Uh, but as I was walking through, I was walking past the Burger King at 9th and Market, and I looked inside, and I saw a man sleeping with my bike. Oh, shit. So I just... <laughs> stared into the window like a kid into a, a toy store at Christmas time, just like, uh, and then I went in with like so much excitement and so little forethought, and I just sat at the booth next to him and I just stared for about five minutes wondering what my next move was gonna be. Cause you know, somebody who looks like me can't go around just randomly accusing people of stealing things from them. Uh, but I knew it was mine because there was a sticker from a triathlon I did one time, Humble Brag. Uh, and I, so I pulled out my phone. And I was like, I have a picture of the bike. That's definitely my bike. So I go up to the Burger King man, and he's like, how can I help you? Yeah? You I love your story. Oh, thanks. I go up to the Burger King man, and I'm like, he says, how can I help you? And I'm like, I'm so glad you asked. There's a thief in the kingdom. Uh, <laughs> so I told him what happened, and he literally said, I'm not doing anything about that. I was like, no. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to go approach this man and tell him that he has my bike. And then I thought better of it and called the police. Uh, and they showed up, and there was a nice man who was very helpful. I know we have mixed feelings about the police right now, but this particular officer was very kind, and he said, well, let me just go ask him. And so he went up and he asked the man, he's like, is that your bike? And he said, no, I'm watching it for a friend. I was like, that's me. I'm the friend. That's my bike. Uh, so he didn't fight me. I got my bike back. We're happily reunited. That's the end of the story. Thank you. We'll see you guys after my hernia operation. It's a great story. I don't, Jesus, I don't think you need to add anything. It's just a great story as is. 
yeah, nothing. I I wouldn't I wouldn't add anything. I just thought of two things that might be funny. Please. One, when you said I, uh, I my any had become an Audi, you can say, and that's how I got my new car, um, because it's an Audi, uh, and and, and uh, which probably won't make anyone laugh. And then the other, <laughs> so yeah, don't some do that. Some people like puns, uh, <laughs> some people don't. <laughs> uh, the the other thing was when you said and he uh, he was sleeping with my bike. You could make some comment about how your bike is a slut or something like that. All right, that's all I had. I got. Uh, doesn't an any to an Audi, isn't that also one of the things that happens during pregnancy? Not to wish. That's all right. I'm too single for that to be a not possibility. To wish, <laughs> not to wish ill on anyone. <laughs> I had like one dumb thing. You were asking for tags on shit. You were talking about like at the purple onion in your bike. I was thinking it could be like a bulb cycle ah! instead of a bicycle. All the puns tonight. I do Uh, love puns. So you're wondering what was an equivalent to getting your bike stolen. Maybe if you just personify the bike and just say, like, it's like someone stole my boyfriend. And that would, yeah, like he said this, uh, he was sleeping with your bike. Or you could say, like, I wouldn't make a good parent. Okay, just wait here by the U-lock, kids. Uh, uh, Oh, I know, I mean, this is like a real story. It really happened to you, but... What if you're like, and I don't know, then then I had food and like maybe you were having a conversation while you were eating and so the cop didn't really believe that uh, that was your bike. Yeah. Um, but that's... I, the, the triathlon sticker, the triathlon sticker is what sells it for me. Like that's when the moment where I'm like, that's her fucking bike. Go get your fucking bike. Go get it. Yeah. You've got the proof. I like that. It's the I like- sticker. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea like while you're waiting you ordered something and then you thought to call the cops and they get there with your mouth full I like that um, I think you could add something to the, the bit where you say like it stole your bike and it was like your car getting stolen like that's a bit too similar like okay. it should be something more sad and inevitable like being invited to like a friend's like cousin's little league game or something where your life is just fucked for, you know yeah, or like, ah. something, something you feel obliged to do I, I don't know yeah. Or the, the boyfriend tag works with the other tag because you could say it's like it's not like stealing, it's, it's like you're stealing your car it's stealing your boyfriend like we we know how many miles we rode together in that triathlon that was like a hundred miles that's a hundred but it wasn't an Iron Man I don't know what it was yeah right do you know how much it hurt me to sit on him all the time it's just like <laughs> that was really cute thank you guys so much I appreciate it Brooke Heineken, super funny story. Yay! We're moving along here on the joke workshop. Okay, so basically what we're at right now is one, two, three, four. There's five of you, and you can either choose to each do five-minute sets, or some of you can have comments and some of you can't. Do you just all want five minutes? Okay, that's what they want. It's it's Ken Suzuki, Ian Levy, Roman Leo, Matthew Quirk, and Madison D. So you want no more comments, just sets. Is that okay? Or is anyone really hankering for comments? Because then we can do you now and then have the rest of them go after you with the time. Is anyone like, oh, out of those people, geez, I really want comments. None of you. Perfect. Then everybody wins. No more comments. All right, taking those microphones out. Uh, hey, your next comedian. 
he's now a big producer around San Francisco and doing comedy uh, all kinds of places. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together. It's Ken Suzuki. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, I came in earlier today with somebody talking about uh, finding a Dubai prince, buying someone for waterboarding. I was like, that guy went to way too much trouble to find someone that wouldn't be waterboarded. It's just to come to San Francisco and say what you will about waterboarding foreplay, folks. Really gets them wet. Oh, Florentina, your joke about male birth control and the syringe. That wasn't a female scientist that created that. Hmm? Needle? Mm. For the syringe, the needle, yes. That needing to be shoved into the ball, that wasn't a female scientist that thought of that. That was a kinky male scientist, huh? I don't know about you guys, but when she talked about that, I got a little tingle. Did you get a tingle in? I definitely felt something down there. I was like, oh, hmm. Doesn't seem like such a bad idea. Let's give this one a shot. Oh, Otto. Ah, yes, we got puns there. Uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. Let me tell you about it. It will really take your breath away. And um, I don't know. I uh, sometimes wonder that I, I think I would have been a much better student in school had I known that psychedelic adventurer was an option on career day. Or at least had psilocybin or DMT explained to me in chemistry class. Um, something I've noticed, but I've never seen or heard a cat collar on a bicycle. I don't know what it is. And I'm not big of a, I'm not much of a cat caller myself, but when I do, I make sure to do it from the inside of a Prius because I'm a sensitive, evolved man. Yes, I'm harassing you, but I'm not raping Mother Earth. And that is what matters. That is what matters. Um, I don't know. Do people here get dick pics? Like, I, I don't get dick pics. I, mean, I, re- I receive them. I receive them. I just don't understand them. Because everybody knows they never, the cameras never get the proper lighting. How am I supposed to adequately judge the dick I'm seeing? Come on, Apple. Get on it. You want to lose the market to Samsung, then develop a camera phone that takes the perfect dip, dick pic if you want to own this market. But until that day comes, hey, fellas, can you get a little more creative with it, you know? Maybe run it through a couple filters, a Cepheia, Claridon, Inkwell, I don't know, dog ears and that tongue with the nose, crown of, not thorns, flowers, maybe a crown of thorns, is that the newest Snapchat filter? <laughs> I don't know. That was an applause break. All right, that is everything I wanted to work on tonight. Thank you. Yay! I, I if I had if I had a comment, no, I know I feel weird now because I'm like, oh my god, I want to comment, but then I forgot what I was gonna comment on, and I'm like, fuck it. Uh, yay, Ken Suzuki! Way to uh, dovetail the other set from tonight into your set. Uh, hey, if you guys uh, don't, I'm just gonna do a plug for my show since there's people here who aren't like comedians. If you don't have anything to do tomorrow and you want to do something free, you should go to the Brainwash. Because from 7 to 10, I'm running a comedy show there. And I'm going to be testing out the diapers 
for the show that I'm doing this Friday because here on Friday from 8 to 10, we have seven comedians that are going to wear adult diapers and uh, they're going to each drink four beers before the show. And then the goal is to not pee your pants before your set, but the sets are all going to be chosen by lottery. And the comedian will be paired up with an audience member. And if the comedian pees before before they're set, the audience member wins a prize, which is drugs or art, depending on what you want. But it's usually, so like, but if the comedian pees after they're set, then they get the drugs or the prize, whatever they choose. And it's only five bucks at the door and you get a pot treat. Like you can't lose this Friday, you guys. It's free tomorrow if you want to come. I'm gonna, te- I mean, I'm gonna test these things out. I'm gonna drink a whole pitcher of beer and then I'm gonna pee my pants. And I'm going to make sure, I'm going to hope there's no leaks because <laughs> everyone's going to be wearing these things on Friday, which will be awesome. Uh, so come, the only reason we're doing the show, and this came out of my own head because I'm a sick individual because I'm a 42 year old freak who was in line getting drugs at Walgreens and I saw the continence pads and I was like, I need to be, we need to have comedians pee in their pants. Uh, your next comedian is funny guy. Put your hands together. Ian Levy. Thanks, guys. Uh, I've recently become obsessed with uh, building fences. Right? It started with just one fence, uh, but that turned out to be a real gateway. So <laughs> that's it. That's the one joke I have tonight, guys. <laughs> the rest is just all, all dumb stuff. Uh, I, recently, I recently left my minimum wage cafe job. Let's, let's, we can have a little clap for that. Come on, guys. Yeah, give me a little clap. I recently left my minimum wage cafe job and got another minimum wage cafe job. <laughs> Um, so, you know, yay for mediocrity. My bachelor's degree was worth it. <laughs> um, but um, it's weird. I'm glad I'm getting out of the, the place I'm at now. There, there was a lot of problems with it. But one I'll just say is, uh, like, one of the people, we worked with a really small staff, right? There was only about four or five of us at any one time. And you'd have to get people all the time to cover your shift if you ever wanted to do anything. And one of the women who worked there, when she wasn't working there, she volunteered at the suicide hotline. And it's a lot of pressure on you to cover a shift if she's going to have to cancel her hours at the suicide. You have to think, like, how much do I really want to go to Coachella? Like, (laughs) is it like people could die (laughs) if I get her to cover my shifts? So... I don't know. I'm going to try to do. Uh, uh, this is the uh, the audience participation part of my the audience participation part of my show. So I'm going to read off uh, a quick a quick list of TV shows and movies. And I just want if if you guys have ever enjoyed any of these TV shows or anything, just just raise your hand in the air. It's really simple. Just if you've ever enjoyed any. Okay, so we'll start with The Jeffersons, Home Alone 2, The Little Rascals, 1994 remake, uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Eddie, starred Whoopi Goldberg, The Show, The Nanny, Nightman, Spin City, Sabrina, The Teenage. Sex in the City, Zoolander, Monk, Marmalade, uh, Horrorween, anything from the WWE or Saturday Night Live. If you just put your hands in the air if you've enjoyed any of those things. Um, so all of those things uh, had a cameo of the current nominee of the Republicans for the re- President of the United States of America. So in your own little way, you too have supported Donald Trump. Like that's <laughs> that's... We built this monster, guys. Now, now we come up to Now, here's here's another. You don't have to raise your hands for this one, but do you guys know what all these things have in common? Uh, a 13-year-old political activist, a Yale graduate, first lady of Arkansas, first lady of the United States, a member of the New York Senate, a secretary of state, and owner of one vagina. Um, all of those people uh, had a peanut allergy, so that's the only the only thing that's in common to all those people. Uh, none of them did anything else <laughs> worth noteworthy. 
because God forbid we give Hillary Clinton any, <laughs> any. I, it's weird. I don't know how I feel about a lot of people give Hillary a lot of shit, but it's it's not like it, being president is a hard bar to beat, really. Like it's like if you think about it, true. Like the real like she's not that bad. It's true. I know you can hate her all you want, but she's not worse than other presidents. Like, if you think FDR is probably the best president we've ever had, right? FDR got us out of the Great Depression, ended World War II. Like, he's maybe pretty much, like, debatably the best president we've ever had. And even he at one point said, like, maybe Japanese people don't have any rights. And then we were all like, what? And then, (laughs) and then internment. And so, (laughs) I don't know, guys. (laughs) Yeah, so we're, we're all we're all kind of we're all kind of boned. <laughs> it's it, it's lose lose. You you can always vote for Jill Stein, guys, because yeah, homeopath <laughs> is a real thing. Gary Johnson will break your heart too. I don't know whatever whatever part. It's all it's all a lie and a sham. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I had, um, I've started writing fan fiction, guys. I've started writing uh, fan, do you, do you guys know what fan fiction is? Uh, so, yeah, so fan fiction is when you write something, it's like if you take a sh- story or like something, characters you like, like Harry Potter, and then you write your own stories. Uh, and I've recently started writing fan fiction uh, for the literary classic Sophie's Choice. Uh, it's called uh, Sophie's Choice 2, Brunch Plans. Like it's a much more lighthearted affair. <laughs> Uh, guys, I'll end on this. Um, I want to make the news more entertaining. I, I think the problem with the world, one of the problems, one of the many problems, is not enough young people watch the news. Uh, and so we got to make the news more entertaining. So I want to start a, 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 a news show to appeal to young people and call it uh, ISIS on Ice. You know, and I'll be uh, involve very acrobatic news. <laughs> okay, that's my time, guys. Thanks. I'm really not. Ian Levy, yay! You guys just remember that the third choice is Cthulhu for president, uh, the greatest of both evils, <laughs> or the, the greater of two evils, of three. Uh, if, if, if they're all in a race together, Cthulhu is definitely eating their heads. Your next comedian is about to come up and eat your head, too. He's going to make your head explode with this comedy. You're going to love it. Put your hands together for Roman Leo. Thank you, Pam, and thanks for everybody for sticking around at the most supportive, most uh, positive female-to-male ratio open mic that I've ever been to in seven years of doing stand-up comedy, huh? We love it. We love our open mics. They're toxic. They're awful. Like, the worst parts is definitely, like, the rape jokes and the racism and the puns. That is what is terrible about open mic comedy uh i am trying to do enthusiasm uh i feel like i'm gonna run out any moment you guys um uh let's see jokes momentum let's kill the momentum first okay before i start my jokes please um my uh let's see i uh i used to go sailing with my dad i was imprisoned on my uh on a boat with my father for most of the summers of my childhood uh there was a lot of sunburns and vomiting and seasickness and despite all that today i still enjoy sailing i just don't like my father (laughs) um (laughs) 
there was only one life preserver on the boat and it was for me i think it was and then also he left the motor on the dock and we would just sail under only wind power something about i think staying away from mom and maybe and the one life preserver he was like he if he got lucky something there was there was something about that i don't know uh I hate it when I say I don't know on stage. There was like a comedy, a book on how to do comedy that suggested that I shouldn't say I don't know. Uh, but I don't know, you guys. I don't know a lot of things. I don't know what joke I'm going to do next. Um, but yeah, sailing. I learned a lot of the lingo. You know, there's all sorts of stuff like mutiny and signal flare and hangman's news. Um, that one's average too. Uh, yeah. My dad, and then I used to go sailing with my uncle too. He was more, it was, he was more like the thing like you get on the Hobie cat with him or whatever. And then he'd be like, you can steer the, the boat next time or whatever. And then you're trapped on a boat wishing you could steer it for several hours. And then he would tell me stuff like, Hey, you know what I like most about this boat? There's no women on this boat. And like, <laughs> you know, just like everybody's got a racist uncle. I just feel bad for people that don't have one. Cause then they don't get the full American experience. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yesterday I went to the movie theater and then this fucking guy was like, no outside food. Right. And it's Alameda. And, uh, and he's like, no outside food. And I was just like, I've been coming to this movie theater for 30 years or uh, not this one, but like going to the movies for 30 years and nobody ever stopped me trying to bring outside food into a movie theater. And like the only other time that they did stop me, I was able to talk my way into the theater. But this guy was just like, you know, I'm going to get a manager on his little fucking lapel mic or whatever. And uh, actually, I had that conversation with the, the manager at the fucking movie theater yesterday. Like, fucking no outside food. I don't know. Right? It's just like, this is this. You, you take tickets at a movie theater and tell people not to bring food in. Like, there's. It's hard to look down on him, but I, I do. You guys, it's hard to. Whatever. I don't know. That was nothing. Uh, one time when I was. I used to live in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yay. Uh, sorry. Uh, also, uh, moving from uh, o- or moving to Oakland helped fulfill my dream of moving to California while staying in Cleveland. Um, I used to work in the restaurant industry, which is pretty, which is pretty wild. Uh, one time, my boss, uh, the executive chef, asked me for I was a valet. He asked me for a ride to buy cocaine, and I was like, "Well, I'm buzzed, uh, but since you have seven DUIs, I should probably drive." <laughs> And uh, he was like, and the, don't worry, you guys, this is before buzz driving was drunk driving. Like, uh, right, the only thing I ever learned from a billboard, humble brag. But um, <laughs> we get to the, the fucking Coke place. I thought it was going to be a fucking party or whatever. It turns out to be a crack house. Like, you know, there's all sorts of different varieties of Coke, but the crack is like the most unsavoriest, right? Like, I, I, and, and I didn't know what to do because I was like 20. I was underage. I didn't want to smoke crack. Uh, you know, sitting there with my four Miller High Lifes being like, hey, get High Life, guys, get it? Uh, crackheads don't like puns either. And uh, um <laughs> But the final thing that I'll say is if you want to bring a housewarming grip to a crack house, you should bring crack or money for crack or be like, hey, I got this loose tooth we could try to smoke. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for listening. this loose tooth I could smoke oh I had a dream last night where all my teeth fell out and I was just like oh I hate those dreams oh it's so bad and then I'm like thinking you can smoke your teeth your next comedian is a very funny guy you guys are gonna love him put your hands together for Matthew Quirk 
All right, so hey, uh, you, got a, you got a hernia happening? I got a slow-moving hernia. It's nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing to worry. I just push it back in place and keep, keep walking. All right, so uh, you guys heard about uh, Trump and his tax returns. Like, he, he lost like $9 million one year. But, I mean, I think we're being too harsh on the guy. I mean, how is he supposed to hold on to $9 million with those tiny, tiny hands? Cut him a break. And, uh, yeah, let's see. So there was uh, also Trump is trying to point out, like, the sex scandals and the Clinton administration and all that sort of thing. And someone went and did some research. It turns out that Trump did a porno with the Playboy channel. And, like, they're trying to bring it. Yeah. And, uh, but, like, but let's, let's face it. When a guy does porno, it's cool. It's just up in his cred with me. Uh, yeah, and so part of that is he's trying to blame... Uh, what, what, what am I saying here? Oh, yeah. He was also trying to say that uh, Hillary's having sex with other men. That's like, that's like a Trump line. He's actually trying to promote that. Like, that's something to judge her again. But, like, I, like he's got to do better than that, right? I mean, nobody believes that Hillary's having sex with men, right? Am I right? I mean, long, long, long since the, the Clintons have had an arrangement that Bill gets to sleep with any woman he wants, and so does she, right? I thought that was clear from the get-go. Man, everybody, I'm with Herd. What's going on here? Everybody a fucking Hillary supporter? Yeah. Anyway, I, I think we all saw her have an orgasm in that debate, right, didn't we, when she got all shimmery like that? Like, I think that was like her first orgasm in like since Bill was elected president, I think. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, let's see, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, so you want to move out of America when Trump becomes president? I think that's a bad idea. I mean, where are you going to move to? It's just going to be somewhere he's going to bomb or invade, right? <laughs> this is the best place to be when that happens. Mexico. Mexico. Get on the other side of that wall. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to uh, get healthier and get with these new millennial diets and everything, and I'm trying to eat that fermented stuff and everything. Man, that shit gives me gas. It is just tremendous. And, like, so I'm trying kombucha, right? Like a, a cooler way to get gas, I guess. And I just, I am trying to like kombucha, but it's tough, man. It's just rough. And so someone's like, here, try this. And they handed me a ginger kombucha. And I was fucking horrified. The ginger? Man, kombucha is people. <laughs> Wise up. Stay woke. Thank you. Ken Suzuki with the single clap. Uh, I talked to my slow moving hernia. Uh... You know, I did notice, uh, Roman, you're, you are happier on cloudy or rainier days. You have, like, rainy day enthusiasm. That's definitely the, puts a sparkle in your eye. Pep in, pep in your step. Oh, uh, you're welcome. I'm magnanimous up here. I'm giving, giving man. Uh, let's see. I don't think I have anything else to talk about, really. Rainy day. Going to bomb, kombucha. Oh, other than say that, hey, Hurricane Matthew's in town. You guys hear about Hurricane Matthew? That's right. I'm a coming. Yay! 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 Hurricane Matthew's coming. More comedians left, uh, so stick around because uh, there's uh, your next comedian. She's a lovely lady, and I laugh every time she's in the house. 
Clap wildly for Madison D. Thanks. Um, welcome to Twatober, my favorite month after Contember. <laughs> um, what are these? I've been wondering. There's, uh, there's two. Oh, do you take Venmo? I don't have cash. Oh, bummer. <laughs> I'll just bring cash next time. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, hi, I don't know you, so this is extra weird. There's this girl in the audience, and half her hair is blonde, and half her hair is black, just because there's people who are listening, theoretically. Um, so, But I've been sitting behind you, just like thinking about French braiding your hair for <laughs> basically the entire show. I think it would look really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're free, later. <laughs> um... Have you ever been waiting for food ever in your entire lives? Yeah? Yes. Me too. Congrats. <laughs> um, but anyways, have you ever been waiting and somebody else gets their food and like they get french fries? Because everyone always gets french fries and that's what you really want, you know, and it smells so good. Um, I feel like there should be some kind of like exchange program where like they give you half their fries then because <laughs> you want them. But then you can give them half your fries later and then they'll still be warm. So it'll be extra good for them. Like once your fries show up, I just like, you know, just a food exchange <laughs> between strangers <laughs> or just like steal them while they're in the bathroom. <laughs> I did that the other day at the Alamo. <laughs> She, this girl had this giant thing of popcorn, and she eaten like maybe a handful, and then she went to the bathroom for like 20 minutes. So <laughs> I ate half of it. <laughs> I kept looking back, <laughs> but then she never even came back, so it was perfect. I could have eaten the whole thing. <laughs> um, oh, I'm super excited for this peeing your pants show. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> It's so great. Um, in college, a good friend of mine wanted to go back to his high school and just pee his pants in front of a whole class because, <laughs> yeah, I hung out with really cool people in college. <laughs> they were full of good ideas. So um, I think like our school had spring break or something, and we all flew down to L.A. just to like hang out. And uh, the night before, he was going to go back in and say hi to his teachers. We practiced, so he um, <laughs> he didn't want to wear a diaper because he wanted to pee his pants and have it be like super visible, but he like didn't want to make a mess, so he um, rubber banded uh, paper towels to his ankles. <laughs> and <laughs> he stood in the shower and like we all watched as he peed his pants. <laughs> And he did it, and the paper towels worked, and it was awesome. But <laughs> the next day when he uh, went in and tried to do it, he got stage fright. <laughs> and he couldn't do it. Which is just great, because, you know, sometimes, like, people pee their pants because they're nervous. Can you, like, what if you want to, and then you can't? Just, it's so wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was disappointing. Um, but, you know, you still got to see it, so it wasn't a total loss. Uh, I am, I don't like ending things, like sentences even. Um, <laughs> 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 thanks. 
for a long time. I lived with these people and we all interrupted each other constantly and we realized that it was a problem when we would talk to other people and just be like just expect them to interrupt halfway through and slowly trail off when they didn't <laughs> just be like okay it's your turn to talk now i made my point you don't need to hear the end of this um ooh. also like <laughs> usually to end sets i just like run off it's good um but i don't like ending things so sentences or like phone calls sometimes um well, I'll pretty much always, I'll purposely call someone when, like, I know they're busy so I can, like, get credit for calling them, but it'll be a short conversation or, you know, like, when I'm walking to BART or I'll just, like, pretend like I'm walking to BART. Um, have you ever just pretended to fall asleep on the phone <laughs> to, like, be done with a conversation? <laughs> like, on multiple occasions or on FaceTime. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> I was in a long-distance relationship for a while, so. Um, actually, um... I didn't really know how to end that either, so I moved to Minnesota, and that's how it like became a long-distance relationship. <laughs> Three years long, not good. Um, but with a name like Ulysses, I don't know what ex I expected other than really long and boring. Okay, I'm done. Thanks. Madison D. Hey, if you want to be on that show on Friday, I have room for one more person. If you want to do it, if you want to pee your pants. She didn't hear me. If you want to be on the show and you want to pee your pants, I have room for one more comic. Maddie, you listening, Madison? Yeah. I have room for one more if you want to do it, if you want to pee your pants. You think about it. You think about it this week, okay? <laughs> All right. Your last comedian is me. Yay! Yay. Yay. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, I was freaked out today because I ride the bus a lot, and I, pay a t I don't have TV, uh, so my media is very confined, right? Like, I just don't. I don't just watch ubiquitous media and be like, this is what I'm getting in my head. It's very confined to certain things, like the bus. So this bus went by, the 47, and it had all of these Israeli soldiers praying against a wall with guns on their backs, and it's like, don't support Palestine. Yay, Israel. It was like all this stuff that was like super, and I just looked at it, and I was like, this is so disturbing. What kind of media is happening on our buses? And I was like, fuck. But I've been thinking a lot about media because it's uh, everywhere and it infects your brain and it makes you do weird things. Like uh, in 1904, I couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut, remember? Like, what happened? Why did we suddenly have to start doing this weird thing with, like, razors and, like, shave? And now if I don't shave from the tip of my toe uh, up to my twat like a four-year-old girl, uh, I'm a disgusting slut that no one wants to sleep with. What's going on with, with media? Why are they shaping our brains in this way? What's happening? You know, Angelette, uh, the best a man can get. <laughs> I'll never be good enough. It's fine. I can shave or not shave. I'll never be good enough. I tried to shave my armpits today, and I always miss this weird spot in the corner. And I'm like, do I have to pluck that? Does anybody care? Does it matter if I wear, like, a tank top? Why am I worried about this? I see people all the time with armpit hair, and it doesn't bother me. I'm like, why is hair such an issue? Your beard is egregiously long. This is not a problem for anyone. Like, people, he used to have baby birds living in his beard, like, just to eat the weird cheese that got left over there. This is not a problem. Like, you don't have to shave. But, like, if I don't, you know, shave the weird, I don't know, I have some knuckle hair that might be offensive to people. I'm not, I'm not sure what's offensive anymore. I don't know how to shave. I... <sighs> 
I didn't know for the longest time that you're supposed to actually shave like your pussy pussy. I thought that you were just supposed to shave the sides. And so it was always like really long and hairy all the way to the back. I didn't know this because I've never watched porn and I'm an old lady, like I'm 42 now. So I didn't know it took me a long time to figure it out. And I was like, I really, I really have to shave. I really have to shave down there. And uh, my husband was like, Gillette, <laughs> the best a man can get. For Christmas, I got like a fucking really nice Gillette razor, right? Like it had seven blades or something. It was like the new lady one with seven blades and two moisturizing strips on either side so your vagina won't feel like sandpaper. It doesn't make a difference. It's still so weird. And so, uh, I, you know, now I have a boyfriend that I, I really love, but I have hemorrhoids. So I can't, I can't really shave because the positions I have to get in to get into all the folds is like completely impossible. Uh, but I can't wax it because that'd be a bloody mess. And so I've resorted to plucking my asshole. I don't even, I don't even, I don't fucking need your product, Gillette. I don't need what you're trying to sell me. I got tweezers, right? I got it. Have you guys heard about the new Gillette razor? They're coming out with 17 blades. 17 blades for the closest shave. Uh, also, the 13th blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough, no matter what you do. <laughs> thanks, thanks, uh, marketing. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. You can't sell razors to people with self esteem. Just kidding, you can. You guys do whatever you want with your body fur. It's fine with me. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. This has been a really great joke workshop. Did you bring these people? You're an amazing person. I'm going to give you free pot treats. Thank you for. Uh, thank you for bringing people to this show and uh, come back next week. We're here every Monday from 6 to 8 and definitely come tomorrow for brainwash and because uh, I'm going to pee my pants just to practice. So that'll be fun. Jonathan too. Jonathan's going to wear the pants too just to make sure that boys and girls can both drink lots of beer and then pee their pants. And then on Friday we're here. It's only five bucks uh, and you get a treat and people are going to pee their pants. And if you decide to match up with one of the people on stage, you have the choice. You might win a prize, which is usually drugs. Uh, I hope the CIA follows us at some point and they're like, what kind of drugs are they giving out? And I'm like, aspirin. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's, it's real drugs. Uh, thanks, you guys, for being here. Yay! of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening, 
there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. (laughs) 
Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. Yeah. 